baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Sunday morning here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is hardline on a Bills bye week, and we have a packed, packed hardline for you this morning. We have three guests in the first hour alone. So it is I, Joe Beamer, and Brenda Alacy. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe. And at least we know the Bills will not lose today. Are you over that loss last week yet? Well, I'm over. I, I, I'm starting to get over last week's loss. Uh, I'm not over yesterday's loss. Um, and that's a com- your, your beloved Hokies, one that, of the worst defeats ever. Oh my god, it, it, that's a, that's a whole different story. Believe me, Brenda, we could do two hours on that, but I <laughs> I think the tune out would be high. Well, and why torture yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we certainly have a busy show today, Joe. In fact, uh, we're going to talk with a couple of business owners who have been affected by this latest uh, uh, orange zone uh, shutdown and restrictions. And that includes Ellie Grenauer, who is the co-owner of the Glen Park Tavern, uh, a venerable restaurant that's been around since the 1800s, located in Williamsville. Uh, We'll talk with Ellie momentarily. A little later in the show, we'll talk with uh, another Williamsville business owner, a co-owner of the Woodhouse Day Spa, Michelle Zimmer. Both of those industries have been hit hard by these restrictions. And, uh, And I know that we have some other guests coming on, including Tim Walton, Joe, who was one of the uh, organizers of an event that happened the other night where people protested in Orchard Park. Tim is a Buffalo bartender and an event promoter, so very interesting to hear his thoughts on what happened in OP the other night. In the second hour, Dr. Thomas Russo, a familiar voice right here on WBEN, will join us. He is with the Jacobs School of Medicine. If you have any questions about uh, COVID and the new restrictions and how this pandemic just continues to roll on, uh, please call in. And then Michael Cornell will join us. He is the Hamburg School Superintendent. So much to get to, Joe, and uh, calls, text, welcome throughout the show at 716-803-0930. And uh, Brenda, let's get going with our first guest. Absolutely. We welcome Ellie Grenauer, who is the co-owner of the Glen Park Tavern on Main Street. Good morning, Ellie. Good morning, Joe and Brenda. Nice to have you with us again uh, this Sunday morning. And Ellie, you know, when I think about your place in Williamsville, you've been around since 18, not you, but uh, the restaurant has been around since 1887. It's a place where you can have great food, great American fare, including beef on whack and fish fries every day. And you pour drinks on your original mahogany bar. To me, that is the quintessential Buffalo experience. You know, it's not about a, a, a chain restaurant. It's about what happens in Buffalo with great food and great, uh, great service. So what has it been like for you, Ellie, with this latest shutdown? You know, Brenda, it's, it, I, I saw it coming. So we've been pre- preparing for it. Um, really <clears throat> launching our, our catering menu and pushing, you know, uh, let us do the cooking and stop by and pick it up. But it's tough. It's really tough. And I think the frustration comes from a lot of restaurant owners um, that, 
you know, we're trying so hard to follow all the guidelines and, you know, purchasing barriers and having extra staff on to clean and disinfect. And, um, you know, it is, it's our belief that the restaurants are actually safer than, you know, a build party in somebody's home. So, you know, um, a restaurant, if, if somebody tests positive for COVID, there are tons of things you have to do and hoops you have to jump through to make sure that that spread is stopped. Uh, you can't do that in somebody's home, right? So I think we're all very frustrated with this. Um, most of us have tried so hard to follow the guidelines and, you know, keep our, our staff and our customers safe. So it's a little frustrating right now. Ellie, how were you first advised that this was going to happen? Was it just through, uh, you know, the airwaves, the news stations like WBN, or were you given any sort of advance notice? No, my gut, Brenda. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it in yes. the summer because it was inevitable that there was going to be an uptick, right? So, you know, fall, take away, you know, outdoor parties and everyone goes indoors. Um, so I, I knew it was coming. And, you know, of course, you know, it was kind of a, it, it took the governor a while to push us into orange, um, but it was inevitable and everyone, everyone saw it coming. And that week before, when we got put into yellow, we stopped ordering product, right? Because the last time we had a day and we had to shut and we lost a ton of product and there was no recourse for that, right? So it was just gone. Your insurance doesn't cover it. It's just gone. You're throwing it out or giving it away if you can. You know, those are some of the things, Ellie, that I don't think are readily apparent when you think about these shutdowns. You think about uh, no in-house dining, for instance, but the product that you lose is substantial. It's a lot of money that goes out the window. Um, there are so many so, sort of secondary things that happen that aren't as obvious to the casual observer. Right. So, you know, our sales literally, when we go to takeout, drop in half of what we were. So we weren't, we were slowly getting back up there. We're 75 to 80% of our sales over last year. We're thinking, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to make it. It's going to be good. We go to take out those sales drop in half. Ellie, you as an owner, have you been presented with any proof, any statistics, any data that say restaurants with the guidelines have contributed to any widespread COVID outbreak? No, Joe, and that's that's kind of frustrating. There is no data that we've been provided. Um, we have asked, but nobody seems to be able to provide that data. Um, so, you know, there is no proof. I think on the, on the day when Governor Como came out and put us into the orange zone, he did say that it was a parlor issue, meaning it was private parties and, you know, things like that. He stopped focusing on the restaurants. But the restaurants have been um, kind of blamed <laughs> for COVID. Um, and I just, if, you know, if that's the case, okay, I get it. And, and we'll, but I need some kind of proof that that's the case, you know. And, and I think uh, it's fair to say that gyms have been lumped in with restaurants as well. Well, and salons, you know. Yes. Um, yes. You know, Brenda, you know my brother and his wife own Salon Excuria. This is their busiest season. They're closed. I mean, they're worse than we are. They can't, they can't even do takeout, right? So right. they're completely. Yeah. It's, it's tough to improvise. Number, uh, Ellie. You know the number. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brenda. 
No, no, please go ahead. Uh, well, the number of, of people that affects, right, the trickle down in all the gyms, in the salons, and in the restaurants. So now my distributors are losing money, all of them. My staff, I, I have to lay off people. I don't have enough hours for everyone. Um, the staff at the salon, all those uh, hairdressers and nail techs and cosmetologists, that's it, no money, you know. And, you know, they will get unemployment, but that extra money that they had gotten before, they're not going to get. Um, and it's a holiday time. So it, 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 this is a hard hit for everyone. Yes, it is. And, and speaking of money, Ellie, you've had to take many measures to comply with the new, uh, the new normal, uh, a phrase that I've really come to detest. <laughs> but I know you've put up barriers and you've done uh, all sorts of uh, different types of techniques and, and things to keep your business viable. Uh, tell us a little about the cost and the investment you've had to make for these safety protocols, like the plastic barriers, like all the sanitizing, and the many other things that you've had to adjust to. Yeah, it's definitely been expensive. Um, you know, unfortunately, I can't give you an exact figure. I do have uh, a separate line in my QuickBooks for it. Um, but, you know, just, it, and it's, it's not just the large purchases, it's the um, small purchases as well. Face masks and extra gloves and extra hand sanitizers. And, you know, it's all stuff we've already been using. But with COVID, we've ramped up those purchases because so, you have to. You know, you want to make sure you have a safe environment. Air filter, that was $600 to put into my um, HVAC system, you know, a purifying air filter. Um, you know, a tent, $2,100. Uh, barriers, $500. I was just about to spend $2,000 more on extra barriers. So thank God I didn't do that yet. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of um, a big financial investment in making sure the restaurant was safe. And now you're open for catering and takeout only, right? And are you providing Thanksgiving dinners or if people want to order from you, that's something they can do this week? Yes, absolutely. But I get the order in soon because we are really filling up. I know the Eagle House, um, she's already sold out, which is awesome. So, yeah, we're doing um, a lot of catering for Thanksgiving. And then since we've launched our new catering menu, we've had a lot of calls just for catering private parties. Did you have to invest in any of the outdoor heaters? Because I remember uh, riding my bike by your place uh, earlier this year, and I saw people sitting in the uh, parking lot. You know, it's, it's a new twist on dining al fresco, Ellie. Uh, but, you know, kudos to you for finding a way to get around these restrictions and, and keep people safe. You had tables out in the back parking lot. Um, what was that experience like? Well, we did, you know, it's funny because we purchased the tent. And initially, we couldn't have a tent in the parking lot. Um, my landlord did not want it there. Um, but as this continued on, he said, yeah, go ahead, do it. Um, so we did purchase a tent. We purchased, you know, the propane heaters. I, I purchased like four electric heaters to put in the tent because one thing with COVID you know, and people that are immune compromised, I felt it was important to keep one of the sides of the tent open for airflow. Um, so that doesn't make it very warm, right? 
Uh, right. I also purchased a fire pit, which people loved. So, and it was kind of cool. You could sit right by the fire pit and have dinner, and you still had to bundle up. And you know, it was kind of nice. Nice. The New York State Restaurant Association launched a uh, bring your own blanket campaign. And one Saturday, I had a group of nine women out there, all with blankets on their laps, and you know, enjoying their Saturday afternoon lunch. Right, a, a new version of BYOB, bring your own blanket. <laughs> Ellie, if you if you could talk to the governor, what would you say to him? Mm. You know, I don't envy his position. It's, it's a difficult position. Um, but I guess I'd ask him, you know, to really delve into the numbers and see where, you know, with all the contact tracing, et cetera, that the states invest in, let's see where it's coming from. And, you know, to make choices, I mean, this is hurting New York State, too, right, Brenda? You know? Of course. Um, the restaurants are uh, second only to the auto industry for sales tax income for the state, you know? So, um, I don't know. I guess it's very difficult. It would be a um, a difficult conversation to have, Brenda. That's I'm going to leave it at that right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's also the people who are protesting. I wonder what your opinion was of what was happening in Orchard Park, where a number of businesses came together to protest. Have you heard anything like that up in the uh, up in the North Towns? Uh, not yet. Um, I, I do know that Western New Yorkers, not just business owners, but the general public are um, really upset right now with what's going on. Um, so it's, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of general protest if this goes on too long. Well, uh, yes. I, Joe, you're going to take it from here. Yeah, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully uh, we'll get the business out. We'll get the uh, the takeouts and hopefully it can open soon. And I'm sure we will touch base in the coming weeks with you and how business is going. OK, great. Thanks, Joe and Brenda. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. Best of luck. Now, going on, I believe, Delaware Avenue in the city right now is a protest for reopening the county, and there is WBEN's Tim Wenger. Tim, good morning. Hey, Joe, Brenda, good morning. And uh, I'm standing right in front of Mark Polenkars' house right now along Delaware Avenue. This uh, protest, which has grown in size but still is is manageable, is really noisy. It moved from the uh, intersection of Delaware and Delavan, uh, you know, a business district area where there are restaurants and small businesses. Uh, They've been demonstrating for the past hour or so mainly uh, a parade of vehicles with flags and signs and uh, they're you know they're shouting they're screaming they want businesses to be open uh, the organizer here told the media uh, you know they were they were targeting mark Poland cars but they're targeting uh, governor Andrew Cuomo as well and now they're standing right on the front lawn of mark Poland cars home and you can hear what's happening in the background you can listen in I would say uh, a few dozen people are here. I'll be able to get a head count here shortly, but uh, all flag waving, sign waving, and uh, very vocal. Uh, it's our understanding that Mark Polonkars is not home at this time. Tim, uh, I can hear them chanting, open up. What are some of the signs saying that people are carrying? Uh, use the data, small business is not the problem. 
Uh, Cuomo, science, compliance, freedom to our lives is what matters. Fire polling cars, um, just to name a few that are here. Impeach Cuomo. Tim. Uh, my body, my choice, let me work. Freedom over fear. Joe? Tim, the, the, the people there, is it, is it just your average citizens? Are, is, are there business owners involved in this protest? A Buffalo fire truck going by, honking, I assume, in show of support. They are now singing the national anthem. All right, now, Tim, what is the next plan for this protest? Guys, it's interesting to note the Buffalo police are here. They've been present throughout this demonstration. And, uh, you know, there has been no uh, need for the police to intervene. They're just making their presence very known, continually driving by. And, uh, you know, so far there have been no incidents. Uh, it's noisy, it's visible, uh, yet it is under control. All right. And yet with the weather, uh, it's uh, apparently the weather was no deterrent for many people coming out. Tim Wenger on scene on Delaware Avenue at a protest. Tim, thanks so much for checking in. You bet, guys. And coming up next, we have two guests at, 10, at the 1030 uh, segment. We have Michelle Zimmer from the Wood, uh, the Wood Spa. Woodhouse Day Spa. Woodhouse Day Spa. I did not want to screw it up. And we have a... Um, Oh, a business owner that was involved in the Orchard Park protest on Friday. We will have all in that after this break and news on WBEN. And welcome back to... Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our line on this snowy Sunday morning, Brenda Alacy, along with Joe Beamer. We're here every Sunday from 10 until noon, taking your calls and comments on all things happening in the political world. And certainly COVID has infiltrated politics and every other part of our lives uh, to a degree that we probably could not have imagined. And we're focusing a lot on this hour, in this hour, uh, on business owners, local business owners. 
which in my mind is really the lifeblood of the Western New York economy. You know, what would we do without our local business owners who put their blood, sweat, and tears into their businesses day in and day out? And someone who brought a world-class spa to Buffalo uh, just two or three years ago is Michelle Zimmer. She is the co-owner of the Woodhouse Day Spa on Main Street in Williamsville. And Michelle joins us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Brenda and Joe. How are you? We're doing well, thanks. Is it three years now that you've been open? Three years from um, August. Excuse me. Wow, hard to believe. Michelle, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd be dealing with something like shutdowns, especially uh, at the time of year when you really make your bones? I mean, this is uh, holiday season, obviously, and uh, the challenge has to be great. How are you dealing uh, with this crisis? Well, this one came kind of sudden for us. I think the other one, when we shut down in spring, which there's never a good time for a business to shut down, of course. Um, that one took a, obviously a long time for us to get back up and running, I think because of the uncertainty, but this one kind of came quickly and did shock us because this is really, as you mentioned, the time of year when I would say most businesses kind of make the cash flow they need to carry them through for the rest of the year. So it is hurting us and it's hurting our employees. Our employees, um, of course, there's not the stimulus of the extra $600. Um, this is shocking for them as well. They, you know, this is where they're making their money um, to get through the holiday season. So it's been, it's really devastating. And, you know, we're just hoping and praying that it doesn't last long, but not from what I'm hearing. Michelle, how many people do you employ at Woodhouse? We have 30 employees. Most of them are full-time. I think, you know, people might be surprised to hear this. This is not a place where you just, you know, run in and get your nails done. This is a full-service uh, resort-style spa with so many different services, many of which are unique to Western New York. But we should point out that those services uh, cannot be done, but your retail boutique is open. In other words, people can go in and still buy gift cards and products. Is that right? That's correct. So under the orange guidelines, um, we have a, uh, the front of our spa is just retail. So, and I do have employees, a few that, um, you know, they don't do personal services. They are just, you know, um, customer service slash retail employees. So we are keeping the retail open so you can come in and purchase some spa products and, of course, our gift cards. Um, we also have um, our online service available for gift cards. You can't buy products online, unfortunately, from us, but you can buy um, all of our gift card packages online or um, any one of a dollar value of a gift card. We could mail it out to you, or you could easily get an e-gift where it is emailed out to you or to your loved one. So there's still many ways to support our small businesses, just like there are, you know you can for another small business. And Michelle, so that's how it is under orange. Now, if we go into red, would that front part retail also have to be shut down? Um, I don't. I do believe retail will be shut down under red. I have to go back and look at the um, guidelines because I never thought we would even go to red. But from what I'm hearing, that's the possibility for Erie County. So I, I believe we would have to shut down, which would just leave us to sell gift cards online only. 
Michelle, um, just a few minutes ago, our uh, operations manager, Tim Wenger, was at a, a protest that was happening outside Mark Polenkars' residence uh, in the city. And people are, are really feeling very emotional about what's happening. They're out protesting. It's snowing. It's cold. Uh, they're very upset about businesses not being open, that free choice is taken from us. As a small business owner yourself, uh, what do you hear from the county executive or other officials in Erie County? And what would you say to Polenkars and Governor Cuomo at this point? Well, I do think Mark Polenkars is um, 100% just, I guess, executing the orders of Cuomo. So I don't, you know, he obviously, we don't know what he says behind closed doors with him. Um, I, it really is Governor Cuomo who is, pulling all these decisions. And I would say that, you know, the small businesses, especially personal care, I have never heard of a spread from a, a personal care business. We are the ones that are working one-on-one -on -one with our guests. We're cleaning thoroughly between each guest. Our place is thoroughly clean between each guest. Um, we do health checks when they come in. I kind of feel like it's a safe place to be. So from our industry, I don't think they're following the science. I have never heard any of these super spreaders coming from one of these personal care services. So I'm not sure why they are blanketing us under the orange category. And we are part of a franchise, even though we're locally owned. And I talked to owners across the country and even the one in California is open. So I'm not clear why personal care services have been lumped under this orange category. You know, red is a whole, you know, different story, though. But um, it doesn't seem to be fair. You know, same with the schools. I, you know, you hear the CDC saying school is the safest place for kids to be. But here we go. You know, the schools have all these regulations on them, which I know is beyond Como. But, yeah, I think it's. It's a little scary because I know the science is a moving target, but I think they need to spend more time explaining to us where, where they're getting their science from. So we feel like they're a partner with us versus us versus them. Has anybody come in to check if you're following safety protocols, anybody from the health department? Um, not to my knowledge. If they have, they haven't identified themselves. And, um, you know, of course, you know, we have everything documented and, um, you know, we have people sign stuff. Uh, my employees sign when they come in. We take temperature checks. I have uh, my guests sign. Um, we could easily help a contact tracer if we were to have a case um, in the spa. So, um, no, no one's come in to check uh, as far as I can, you know, tell. And everybody uh, on your staff, including yourself, wears a mask, right? Every oh, absolutely. We've been doing that, you know, since we reopened. Of course, it's mandatory. Um, we, you know, put the markers on the floor for the six, uh, six feet of social distancing. We took um, spots out of our quiet room so the chairs are spread out. Um, you know, of course, we, you know, we thoroughly went through our guidelines and made sure all of our employees were educated on the guidelines and are following them. Um, you know, they're wearing shields for the facials on top of face masks. So, yeah, I mean, we're really doing everything that they told us to do, and I I would assume it's working because none of my um, employees, knock on wood, have even contracted it. So we've been, I, I'm not following the guidelines, which I hope are working, but now we're getting penalized, and it's, 
it's it's hurtful to a lot of people. And I get it's kind of it's not just our business. It's all the small little personal care businesses, you know, that I go to in Buffalo. Um, I hope that they can survive this one. This one is really the one that's going to make or break it. It's holiday time. Um, they've already gone through it once. It's just it's just not it's it's not a good thing for us. And Michelle, it's not as if you can say, well, okay, we've got to just hang tight for X number of days or weeks. You really have no idea what the end is. No. And um, like before, I'm finding out at the same time you're finding out. There's no communication. There's no network set up to work with our, you know, the businesses. You know, I, as soon as I hear stuff, I'm trying to find out information you know, from other um, owners. And so, you know, then I go online and um, when Governor Cuomo puts something out, it's not, you know, he doesn't, it just kind of happens. You know, we're all waiting. There's not, you know, a email to us saying, oh, this is what you need to do. I guess the lack of partnership. And this time around, there was more of a warning that I thought we would, we would see. You would think that there would be a reasonable assumption, given the fact that, you know, you went through this back in the spring and the the thing that gives me some hope about this pandemic, navigating through it, is the fact that we've learned things from earlier in the year. And yet, here you are being shut down again under the orange zone because uh, of these decisions that are being made. And yet, you're finding out like everybody else is, which has got to be absolutely mind-boggling to think that <laughs> you've got to sit by your radio or, or find out through, you know, social media, perhaps, that this is happening again to your livelihood. It's, uh, I can't imagine how incredibly frustrating this must be on many, many levels. Yeah, it, it was frustrating because even on whatever day Como spoke, that I was in my office, you know, all my employees were coming and asking, and I said, well, I'm listening right now <laughs> to find out huh. what, status, what the status is. Yes, it's very frustrating. And I think the most frustrating thing, and I, I heard a lot of um, other owners in the area saying, where is the science on the personal care services and um, other personal care services across the country who are having spikes are open and, again, not a political thing. It's, you know, let's talk about the science. I went on the CDC site. I don't see where they say, you know, currently and recently where personal care services are very high risk. Yes, it's one-on-one with somebody, but the two people are protected and the two people you know, have, uh, you know, their hands are washed. They're, they're both wearing masks. And I, I don't see where that's a super spreader. So why are you hurting these businesses? I guess that's the most frustrating thing. Oh, yeah, really lack of control. Well, Michelle, we wish you well. I want to emphasize that your retail spa boutique remains open. Um, you know, we're here to help people the best we can with small businesses surviving in our community, which I believe, as I said, is really what keeps this community thriving and, and humming along. And uh, give yourself a plug. Where are you located exactly? We're at 5933 Main Street in Williamsville, right across the street from Williamsville South High School. We have um, several different holiday gift card packages where it. You know, we put some of our services together for a discounted price, so it's an easy, um, wonderful gift to give someone. We do have, if you can still come in the spa, and we'll, you know, we'll do curbside pickup. Just give us a call at 716-458-5700. Um, if you spend $350, we have this beautiful 
sweater-like wrap that um, is so cozy, and all my employees want to buy it because it's so wonderful. <laughs> um, but you get that free with any $350 gift card while we still have those. So we'd be happy to run that out to your car as well. Just call us, or you can go online at buffalo.woodhousespas.com for an e-gift card. Of course, we're not going to... Um, Mail the sweater wrap, but if you are, you know, you definitely can't get out of your house or we closed the red zone, please, you know, visit us online. Well, what better time to give the gift of relaxation during this time? And Michelle, I wish you well. I can uh, vouch for how fabulous your spa is, the Woodhouse, and uh, I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Well, Joe, uh, boy, uh, so many businesses of every type are affected by this uh, this orange zone and what we've been dealing with for the past several months. Uh, it's amazing, truly, too, Joe, to know the trickle-down effect on everybody. Yeah, and, and, you know, not only the shutdown, but what about the week or two weeks before, you know, living in fear, being on pins and needles, not knowing is my business next? And, and what about retail outlets now? You know, we heard from Ellie, this is... Uh, Bar, not bartenders, I'm sorry, uh, hair salons, this is their biggest time of year. Well, think about retail outlets that this is, the, I mean, they make or break on this week coming up, and there's a chance on Wednesday they get shut down. So well, it's that that, it. that fear. We're heading into the holidays. There are employees right now. Yeah, they have a job today, but they don't know if they'll be getting a paycheck uh, four weeks before Christmas. That's a great point, and it's, uh, it's so disturbing to see this happening now. You know, and it, it just kind of adds to it. It gets dark early. The weather's turning cold. It's just, you know, the holidays are usually a time of joy to get through part of the winter. And now we're just dealing with all of this hardship. So uh, I'd like to know, you know, how are people dealing with it? We'd love to hear from other businesses. Our phone lines are open. The text board, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is always available to you. And it's the same number to call, 716 803 0930. Somebody texted in, Joe, amazing. Businesses are being shut down every day and the executives at the county are getting huge overtime pay. Um, I'd like to know exactly what that is. I'd like to know exactly how much is being spent in that regard um, because I don't know that that's such a good look. I'll tell you what. I mean, people are struggling to make ends meet. And uh, <laughs> while I give the, uh, the local government leaders credit for the job they have to do, uh, very difficult. And even our business owners, uh, mentioned how difficult it is to be in a position like this yeah uh, but really it, it's not a good look to be benefiting greatly by ot pay no and, and you know what i mean this is a political show so let's just say it i i think politicians on both sides of the aisle making this virus political uh for political gain it, it it's it's gone too far i mean we like we mentioned we have people that haven't worked in months. We have people that will lose their job in the next week or so when we go to a code red. Um, and instead, we have two political parties bickering with each other instead of getting real results that is that would get people money in people's pocket so they don't have to fear paying their next few bills, so they don't have to fear if they're going to get thrown out of their apartment. They don't have to fear if they're going to have money on uh, for Christmas for their family. Um, and it, it's gotten to a point where I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, if you're not putting the, the people first, if you're not putting financial relief for people who are struggling first, you know, I'm done with you. Well, the thing that's so mind-boggling to me, Joe, is that these business owners are just out there on an island. How are they not being apprised of what's happening? How do you not let a business owner know that 
you know, or the orange zone is about to happen before it just is announced publicly. And these people have to scurry around and figure out what to do with their business, how they're going to adapt, if they can adapt at all, and uh, the impact on their employees. Right. It, they shouldn't. It's just mind boggling to me that they're not notified ahead of time. They shouldn't be finding out the same time that we're finding out. You know, it's like posting your divorce on Facebook before filing for it. It just that is uh, that, that is uh, inexcusable to me that you can't get these people notified ahead and, of time. And, and why not? Why not show the data? You know what? If you could, every business owner we have talked to, Brenda, has said if we if you show me the data, you show me where my my type of business is contributing to COVID spread. Okay, I understand. But why not? Why are they not entitled to that information? They should absolutely be entitled to it. And I don't understand why, you know, if anything, at this time uh, during the COVID crisis and the pandemic, as I said to Michelle, Joe, we learned a lot from March until November. So let's figure out a better way to communicate to the very people who are impacted by this, who deserve to see the data, who deserve to know how their business may or may not survive because of this. Uh, I'd love to know what people think about that, their, their thoughts on how these businesses can survive. 803-0930 is our number. And, and by the way, this this breaking right now, Brenda, uh, first batch of Americans to receive COVID-19 vaccine will be December 11th or 12th. So that is breaking right now. The first group, that phase one of the vaccine could be uh, could they could start the process December 11th. Uh, this I got the information from our sister station, 1010 Winds in New York. In New York, that's a, that's a great source of information too. And just think about it, it's only days away if that is in fact what will happen. So that's very encouraging news. It gives me, uh, gives me hope that we will get this thing done and over with and we can start to return to some normalcy. 803-0930, that is the call-in number. That is the text board number. When we come back, we are talking to Dr. Tom Russo. If there's a question you would like Brenda or I to ask him, text it, 803-0930. We will get that question. We have them for a full 20 minutes. So we will get as much information as we can. And then 1130, Michael Cornell from Hamburg Schools will talk about the school situations in an orange cluster when we come back on WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 